A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What really is trauma and how does it affect especially a good sis that's on her glowing and growing yeah. journey? If we don't address how we perceive the world, we won't figure out how to navigate it. Forgiveness is one of the most underutilized superpowers to freedom that we just do not like capitalize off of yeah. enough. Your trauma probably didn't happen on your own, right? So the same way it took other people's involvement to shatter you, it's going to take other people's involvement to fix you. That whole idea that, oh, I need to be healed. I need to be perfect in order to unlock a blessing. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney and I'm Renee and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters around the world. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about overcoming trauma. Can you still win if you're still getting right with it? Oh my gosh. Wow. I was was working on that (laughs) one for a minute and the opportunity came and I took it. Um, But no, today's episode is Mm. all about overcoming trauma, especially because, you know, as we are being more and more privy to online conversations, Mm. offline conversations, Mm. and this really being a sisterhood, trauma is something that quite a lot of women have experienced, continue to experience and continue to contend with. And Mm. whilst we are becoming more open about our healing journeys Mm -hmm. and having overcome trauma, Is it still possible to win, work towards your goals when you still have triggers, you're still working through traumas and in fact, sometimes are actually Mm, mm, re-traumatized. Yeah, that's good. So we're going to get into all of that and more. But before we do that, as usual, we have some housekeeping. We need to make sure that the house is swept clean for the guests, which are the sisters listening in today. Do we have any housekeeping announcements for this episode? The Bali trip has closed. Oh, you can no longer come to sorry. us. <laughs> you, can never, you can never no longer come to us talking about I want to go to Bali with you. Um, but you can come mm. with us to Ghana and South Africa. Literally in December, we are going to be doing Dirty December in Ghana. Well, don't be missing turn out up, turn up, turn okay. up, turn up. Um, and then in February we're going to be in South Africa so if you want to join us on those international trips if you want to come and make friends and oh, no. long lasting memories that you will carry for a lifetime then you should sign up to the TMS international trips using the link in our description and shout out to Saucy Chale for making all of this possible thank you sisters we appreciate you so so much so please please sisters don't miss out on these experiences they are life-changing we literally had a call community call with the sisters that are going to Bali with us and needless to say but we should probably say just so you know it's going to be lit oh it's going to be the ladies are wonderful the sisters are just giving personality Mm. they have a a certain um, je ne sais quoi you say (laughs) I know the French sisters are so tired of me. They just listen to me sometimes. They're just like, oh, girl, stop. Give give it a rest. But honestly, if you Mm. are looking to really cultivate those kind of global and transformational friendships, Mm. then join us in Ghana and South Africa. And for the London ladies, there's actually something coming your way. Now, we've talked about it in the past episode and we're hinting at it here and there. But we suggest that you keep your eyes peeled and make sure you are signed up to the mailing list. Please, please, please. There is something coming to you very, very soon. In fact, August. Keep your eyes peeled for an announcement. First week of August. It's going to be so good. It's going to be big. Thank you. Thank you. Gigantic. Humongous. Think large. Think yeah. Gargantuous. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> and then last things last, we are still raising money to build our school, the Bright Future Academy. Hello. In Tamale, Ghana. So if you haven't already, or even if you have, please do donate. But we're raising £10,000 and we're already 8K of the way there. Jeez. Yeah. Crazy. So help us close that gap and make this school happen i still can't believe we set out a timeline of six months yeah. to get you know that money raised the sisters have been working honestly the sisters have been working Crazy. and yeah it's just a testament to how amazing you all are 
Yeah. So thank you. We love the sisters. So honestly, sisters, thank you so much. And thank you so much for continuing to sort to support TMS. Yes. Like we genuinely, you know, we always have these times in, you know, episodes of stuff mm. where we're just like, oh my God, we love TMS. Thank you, sisters. But genuinely from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for supporting us, yeah. for continuing to support our work and just being wonderful people dedicated to the glowing and growing journey. For real. Now that the house is swept, baby, we got some tea. There's some real oh, tea. Simmering. Because simmering away. not only are sisters in need, but it mm. seems that those who masquerade as sisters are equally in need. Tell them the tell them Bring the gist. Bring it in. Or the tell ding, them the gist. Ding, ding. Dilemma. Baby. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hi, ladies. Hello, sis. Firstly, the question is, is this, <laughs> is this a sis <laughs> Firstly, I want to say how much I love listening to your podcast ah, you. and how I find I and how I always find myself smiling when listening in. A pre-warning that this is a long one. Mm. And also, sisters, I just had to include that this this one in particular had to like we didn't even edit it or anything. This is raw and unfiltered mm. because you need to hear all the nooks and crannies. <laughs> When I started dating my boyfriend in the initial stages, he introduced me to this podcast. I loved it and actually began to binge listen. Shout out to him. We would send each other videos back and forth discussing your topics. After making it official, one day he confessed that in the initial stages of our relationship, when we were dating, he had sent in a dilemma to you guys. I'm not sure if you remember, but it's the your slash your and the there, there, there dilemma. Screenshot added to the email. So for context, <laughs> those listening in, we received a dilemma circa a few months ago around some of the grammatical errors mm. that a alleged sister had seen and perceived when she had started dating yes. um, a young man. Yeah. However, it seems that this was in fact not a sister that had sent in a dilemma but in fact, about the a young guy, man. But in fact, the young man in question. <laughs> Who was a listener of the pod? <laughs> Was like the only way they're gonna answer my if, dilemma if is I'm if I, as, as a, a woman. <laughs> Roll reversal. Roll reversal. <laughs> I was shocked to say the least and completely blindsided that he had randomly confessed to this. Firstly, to clear it up so I can defend myself, I am an educated woman with a master's degree in chemical Come engineering. On <laughs> Come on, somebody! Come on, somebody! She said, baby, don't. And I ain't literate. I, lit- I got certificates. She said, baby, Letters I can by read. my name, baby. <laughs> At times during our conversations over messages, I made a few grammatical errors. Mm. To be honest, when I'm texting, grammar is not a top priority. Yeah. But my grammar wasn't diabolical. Surely not enough to send in a dilemma about it. I can confirm that I do know the difference between your, your, your and there, there, there. <laughs> I think the issue I am having is that this is even an issue mm. because when we have conversations i constantly have to tell him to look up the definitions of words because he doesn't know them mm. i guess my ultimate issue is that he sent in a dilemma to a podcast we both listen to slash watch and then randomly confessed to it after months i guess i feel a sense of shame and embarrassment that he thought this was such a big issue mm. but here's the real issue he has consistently brought up my need to lose weight oh and i know wait a minute it's really good term for the worst and I quote, you would be a 10 out of 10 if you got rid of the tummy. Ah, if you don't pick up a 10-10, you gotta go. <laughs> Why are you with me? He knows I'm a sense how sensitive a topic my weight is right. and how I am trying to exercise to stay healthy. Yet he continues to bring it up, irrespective of the fact that there are physical attributes of his that aren't my usual type. Mm. I hope you guys can provide insight into whether this is a healthy dynamic that can continue. Am I right to feel ashamed slash betrayed that he sent in a dilemma? Um, that allowed me to be ridiculed despite him causing real chaos in our actual relationship. Mm. Oh, wow. Child, this is intense. Child. So considering that both of you probably will listen, listen to this to episode, <laughs> let's just talk directly to you. Okay. Guys. You guys need to start talking to each other. <laughs> um, you know, this online sister thing is cute, but we can't intermediate. We can't, you, we, yeah. we can't mediate for you. We can't do all of that so to the both of you please talk to each other about how you actually feel if the comments that have been made have made either of you but particularly you sis as you've 
outlined in this dilemma feel uncomfortable or feel violated in some way, please express that to him. Um, I think it's it kind of bounces well off of last week's episode about communication mm. and communicating in private with your partner um, and actually having the uncomfortable conversation, which is, first of all, I actually don't appreciate that you sent in this dilemma because you probably should have preempted that I would hear it at mm. some point, given mm. that you were the one who introduced me to the podcast. That's just something he was probably seeking advice. And as a listener of the podcast, whether he's a sister or not, he wanted to come and get advice and counsel. And I, that's what we're here for. Right. I'm so glad that we gave an uh, answer that was in your favor. Um, and <laughs> cause that would have been not right. her pulling up. Like, and then you told him to leave right. me, let each other know that first of all, well, let him know. First of all, I didn't appreciate that you sent in the dilemma. I would have appreciated if you had come and talked to me. Um, you are an educated babe. And honestly, we went over so many different reasons why somebody can be making grammatical errors during texting from, you know, not really caring about how we text but also like learning processing issues yeah yeah. like all of all of these different things so for us that was like a minuscule thing to nitpick but it sounds like he's doing more nitpicking in the relationship that we did not have context to right which is fine because this is from your perspective so I would say if this is something which is which is getting to you address it Mm. address it very openly very boldly I feel violated by the fact that you sent in this dilemma but more importantly I feel like you're picking on me with these weight comments and I don't tell you all the things and I wouldn't mention them Mm because I feel like that's you know that's a a low blow but like I don't mention to you all the things that maybe irk me about you because I've decided to accept you as a person and date you journey with you in this way and make this relationship work and I would appreciate if you stopped making those kinds of comments because it makes me feel ex- like xyz if it is a case that my weight is an issue for you i would really want to understand why you're with me like Mm. why are you attracted to me is this if i was never to change would you stay with me or are you with me in hopes that i will change um and then have a discussion around well how do you like internally how do you actually feel about your weight right and if it is something that you are sensitive around I would tell him to either stop commenting on it or for you both to come to a practical plan about how you're going to make changes not only about your weight but actually about your confidence and you feeling confident Mm. in your own body right so is it him actually appreciating how you look complimenting you more is it you going on that health journey what what does it look like to foster change and agreement if you want to change and what does the nature of that change look like but also I'm not just talking about weight change here I'm also talking about a confidence change and an acceptance change right a change around how you both view your body and how you both appreciate your body and I Mm. think that's worth having a very deep conversation about because I think when somebody nitpicks as something which may already be an insecurity it just creates a recipe for disaster when it comes to the future of your relationship Mm. because one person will always hide the fact that they're actually being hurt by the slight comments the slight jabs the Mm. oh you should do xyz um and if it if it's a conversation you both can't have to each other's face I would really question whether you've cultivated the communication skills and the environment for both of you to be open and honest Mm. in your relationship as you are dating because it could be that both of you keep coming to us to ask for questions or to ask these questions because you don't have the confidence to actually speak to each or you don't have the culture to speak to each other and that's something worth addressing at the very least like the the openness to be like okay why did you go to them to ask these to, to present this dilemma right um like we said we are we are here for healthy relationships we are here for progressing relationships and that requires you both to do the work we can sit here on these mics and give you you know 20 minutes of advice but at the end of the day it's you both who are going to go and do the work and if you want this relationship to work you need to both be on the same page about how you make each other feel and how you take into consideration each other's the things that each other are sensitive about. And it sounds like he's being a little bit insensitive, but I think you won't ascertain that until you have a full conversation with him. And so have a good conversation about everything, about the dilemma, about the weight comments, about it all. Um, Would I say that this is like a red flag or something which is like, how should you feel? I don't know how you should feel. I would feel how you feel right now, to be very honest with you. I'd be upset. Like, I'd be like, damn, that's embarrassing. But you don't have to be embarrassed. We get dilemmas here all the time, jumping into people's business. And trust me, nobody is perfect. Like we're not perfect, even as the people giving the advice. And so 
as someone who makes many grammatical mistakes, I think I even said this in that dilemma, like I make mistakes here on this podcast. I make mistakes when I'm writing. Mm. If, you, if you saw the first draft of our book, many a mistake, um, but it doesn't reflect on my intelligence, right? Absolutely. And so don't let this become a seeded insecurity in your heart because texting is one thing, right? But girl, you have a whole master's degree in chemical engineering. Mm. Your professor said that you engineer. can write. Your professor said that you can calculate, okay? And that's the only justification Hello. you really need. So please don't feel embarrassed about that. Um, if you're embarrassed about the fact that he brought it out in public, like I said, address that and, and kind of talk about how do you both deal with pet peeves or icks mm. going forward. Um, and then in, I guess in the second relation um, part of it, there are things that he keeps bringing up, which you think are insensitive, address them mm. head on. Like the same way you type this to us in the dilemma, go and read out this dilemma to his face. We've already read it here on the podcast. So I'm sure he's already aware, but <laughs> if you go and let him, yeah, literally, yeah. but if you want to go and let him know this ain't running. And even if we are the beginning of that conversation for you, please, both of you sit down, have a conversation about right. how you really feel. What would you say, Renee? I love that, Courtney. I'm still kind of working over the bamboozling and the hoodwinking that occurred with that first. But I dilemma. get it. I guess people know, like, this is a podcast space for women, and so well, when they need dilemmas help, from the brothers before, have we? Yeah, when? ages ago. Like, occasionally we get a dilemma from like a brother. Occasionally, I think occasionally is once, probably once. <laughs> But still, like, even the phrasing, it was like, hey, ladies, from a sister. I read that um, original dilemma and I was like, this is a, yeah. go this is a good infiltration of yeah. the system. You know what I'm but even that, like, interesting. But then it also begs the question as to, does my good sir actually have sound counsel? As mm -hmm. I was kind of taking in this conversation, I love the fact that you pointed out that they need to speak to each other. Mm -hmm. I think it's also recognizing that we cannot be your first point of call. Like your first point of call should be each other, but then your next point of call should be sound counsel around you mm. in person. And I think when we talk about like the sisterhood and community building, and this is an avenue for people to actually mm. get help and advice, we also encourage you to make sure that you have those systems, structures and community in, per in place in person so that when you are going through turbulence in a particular relationship yeah. or um whatever you can actually go to those people in in person that actually have more context than we do mm. right so even you know the fact that <laughs> this guy it turned out to be a guy like we didn't have that context or um the further context that you even provided through this dilemma there's no way we would have been able to know that at all and there's no way like because there's certain things right we don't know you we love you but we don't know you personally and i think that oftentimes the advice that you need, the depth of the advice that you need can be meted out by somebody that knows both of you or at least knows you closely um, that can be able to share that with you because they're really invested in you in a personal um, a manner. So I would caveat by saying that first and foremost. And then second, I really just agree with all of the points that you said, really, like, y'all need to talk together. Please. We're phasing out, Please. okay? We're taking Please. a back seat because... Honestly speaking, when it comes to managing your relationship and being able to feel comfortable and progress with each other, you need to be able to have the uncomfortable mm. conversations. So if it is grammatical issues or whatever, it is, um, hey girl, <laughs> I love you. Or like, oh, I really like you, but yeah. why do you do this? <laughs> this <laughs> or this, this does annoy me. This like, annoys yeah. me, right, right, right. I why do you do it. this? I noticed that, you know, you're grammatical whatever is yeah. is frustrating for me and then also understanding why does it actually bother you that mm. much as well because you know it may be a thing where you know you're super pedantic is writing your career like that kind of stuff right mm. as it pertains to the weight i think what annoys me about this is a the delivery is so poor and most things can be meted out well when the delivery when you 100%. the delivery is couched in love yes and i think that that's where a lot of folks try and lie on here and say, oh, women can't take the truth. And it's like, we can take the truth, but it doesn't mean you have to be rude. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't mean you have to be disrespectful. 100%. It doesn't mean that you always have to link it back to the way somebody looks. Mm. Now, if you had actually come, if he had actually come, I guess he's listening to this as well, right? If you are trying to deliver feedback and you're actually genuinely, for example, concerned about your partner's health, there are ways that you can bring it up to them yeah. without destroying their self-confidence yeah. which is what you know this is currently having the, the effect that it's having on you so i think it's having that conversation with him and saying okay you want me to lose weight is it because you want you know me to look a certain way yeah. or are you genuinely concerned about my, my health, health you know like my my health and well-being 
Um, it sounds like it would be the former since it's the, you know, you would be a 10 out of 10 if you lost weight. Who wants to hear that? Nobody. No one. Nobody. And I think it's also having the conversation around, okay, like you would like for me to do this in order to look a particular way so that I'm more desirable to you. But are you also modeling that, you know, those mm. actions, those behaviors? Mm. Do you have any helpful, practical tips for me yeah. beyond lose weight or like lose the tummy? Yeah. Okay, but what does that look That's like? Right? Are you taking me out to, are we going to exercise classes exactly. together? Are we like eating healthier exactly. foods together? Like, are you really invested in me? If or you are you like just for putting me? the onus? Do you know what I mean? Are you just putting the onus on me to look a particular way for you to consume? I think, again, embracing this whole partnership approach to your relationship would really serve you well. So I think countering it, going to him and saying, look, this is destroying my self-confidence. Mm. And if you want us to continue as my partner, I want you to invest in me. And if this is something that you would prefer, you mm. would like from me, then I need to see that investment from a place of love and not from a place of desirability. There right? It's very much around how can I help this woman that I love or I care about or invest in? How can she feel that from me? Yeah. But also how can I proactively show her that whilst this is something that I would want, you know, obviously on a selfish tip of like, I actually think you'd look X, Y, Z. I actually want you to feel comfortable and confident, whatever the weight you're at um, currently and then whatever the weight you are thinking about getting to. Mm. So I think it's definitely that. But overall... <laughs> get off this podcast and go listen to it. go talk go <laughs> have a, a good time you know, yeah just one week you know don't week. don't download don't. us our thing but, but um, you know what honestly thank you both for actually listening 100%. to you and i'm so glad that it's actually sparked conversations for 100%. you to continue to do that but we can't be part of the reason why y'all are breaking down exactly and let it actually spark a conversation where you Decenter us yeah. and center yourselves for a second and talk about your relationship and what you want to do going forward because we want to see you guys flourish. Like right. we actually want to see you be in healthy relationships, both you two, but also like the our wider community and sisterhood. And for us, we never want to be a distraction. Like we never want to be something or an outlet where we're taking away from you doing the real thing, the right. real thing or, or what is actually necessary, which is communing with each other and like you said partnership and having the really deep conversations and creating a system within your relationship which allows you both to address this going forward as well um so please talk to each other turn turn to each other turn to yeah. each other not in hostility all right not but truly to gain understanding to gain understanding Ooh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's relationship is well, I know it's, it's really it's really it's really no but, but genuinely genuinely like sister and brother yes um because you are a brother we wish we you all discovered. the love yeah we have discovered yes. um also if you actually want us on board please just tell us the truth man you don't yeah, have no, to like guys listening to this the six percent of you <laughs> please feel free to you actually know? tell us we want some advice to you like we are not you We're know misandrous all you right know, and you know what if it is one of those things where like you're a brother listening and you send us a dilemma and mm -hmm. you would like to hear from a man yeah. we oh, will hold true. on yeah we will hold on to your dilemma when we do actually have a male guest appear on the we podcast we will ask on your behalf yes. so please exercise that it's equally for women obviously don't clog our inboxes oh with the guy that comes on the podcast in like hey. whatever week's time can we can get his answer? perspective do you know what i mean or else this guy will be doing agony uncle for listen a listen long listen time. we want you guys to love our content and we want to create <laughs> content that is valuable to you but above all this this podcast to teach you build community around right, you okay right. we are not the holders of all knowledge and wisdom nor will the, any of the guests that come on this we're all wise we're all amazing well articulate but wait well articulated yeah oh Girl, of course not, that's yeah, the that's one that i stumble on <laughs> Ew, well articulated <laughs> But we are not the only ones, We're right? And we, we want you to actually have people in your life mm. who you can go to with this. Mm -hmm. So please send us your dilemmas for sure. But even if, because we can't even get around to every dilemma sometimes. Right. So even if it's like you sent us a dilemma, go and ask a guy in your life, go and make those intentional friendships mm. and connections with men, women, cross-generationally, peer-to-peer, who can give you wisdom. Yeah. And if you don't have that in your life currently, then you should plug into one of the TMS experiences. So yes. You can build sisterhood with other women. A hundred percent. 
with other women um, and definitely read the book the um, to my sisters a guide to building lifelong friendships because it will help you build these kind of connections in your life you can apply a lot of what we've written to male friendships like friendships with men as well absolutely yeah sister and brother we are praying for you we are sending lots of lots of love and if there's anyone else that has any kind of insights wisdom would love to share their thoughts on this dilemma then please 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 drop it like it's hot in the comments below over here on the youtubes we would love to hear from you and i'm sure a good sis and a good bro would also very much appreciate any Mm. of our community foraged uh, opinions um but sending lots of love Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I've been diving in to the topic at hand, to the topic at hand, which is overcoming trauma. Let's do it. So before we do dive into the main meat and bones of this episode, I want to caveat that we are not licensed um, professional therapists. No, we, we are, are not, not um, psychotherapists. We, we don't have any kind of, Courtney has like a BA in <laughs> human social political sciences. She took like a module in psychology three she took three, <laughs> three modules <laughs> in psychology and human behavior so we just want to tell you and that caveat. is actually something it's We're so funny this is actually expertise. something i've been thinking about becoming a counselor slash therapist yeah yeah no i hear it yeah i, I hear it like, oh, i think that would be a, a good... i absolutely hear it um i was actually looking into um cognitive behavioral therapy mm. That's pe- I just want to reiterate that these things are pending. Yeah. We are not speaking from a place of expertise. Mm. We're not um, speaking from a place of trying to get you to do what we do. We're merely sharing our thoughts and experiences mm. to enable you to know that there is people like you out yes. there. And these are some of our current coping mechanisms. And we'll also be forwarding you on to any links or expertise or other people that may be very well encompassed or um, supported to, in order to support you. Most definitely. Just wanted to throw that out there. But overcoming trauma. Mm. So the reason I wanted to actually have a conversation about this is trauma has been coming up a lot, both negatively and positively. And I think with the rise in awareness and Mm. visibility of Mm. mental health, mental health conditions, we've spoken at length on this podcast about the importance of putting a name to something and really understanding how we have become the way that we are. So I guess I wanted to start this plane journey with what really is trauma and how does it affect especially a good sis that's on her glowing and growing yeah. journey? Yeah, so I think I, I wouldn't be able to give, I wouldn't be able to give a good definition to trauma. Um, I think the way that trauma affects our glowing and growing journey though is oftentimes the events or sequence of events that we experience which... Um, cause a shock to our system, especially in a negative way, they shape the way we now perceive the world. They literally shape our mind, our neuro pathways, our social perception, our beliefs about people, our beliefs about life, Um, especially if your trauma has been caused by life circumstances such as like poverty or somebody such as I'm glad you said poverty is a trauma. Yeah, poverty is a trauma. (laughs) Especially if you grew up in poverty, like if you grew up in poverty, on the spectrum of that, yeah. right? You can imagine how that now shapes the way you now see the world, whether you are in abundance later or not, you right, know, whether right. you're living above the poverty line later or not. Um, but 
if it was caused not necessarily just environmentally or by circumstance, but also by a person, such right. as in the cases of like abuse or family dysfunction, um, bullying, right? All of these traumas, whether it's from one event or a sequence of events, now shape the way you view people, mm. the way you view uh, situations, the way you view work, every aspect of your life, your body, everything, faith, literally everything holistically becomes informed by that event or series of events. And I think for us as people on a glowing and growing journey, looking at the things that not only happened in our childhood, but along our life story, the junctures where something really shaped us, it Mm. really informed the way we now trust people, the way we look at people, the way we even relate to ourselves in the sense of like, do I like myself? How do I, can I look at myself in the mirror? What do I think about when I see myself? Um, All of these things, our confidence, our um, ability to communicate, our desire to people please, like trauma is one of the biggest things that can affect that, right? As along with our nurturing, our rearing um, and the socialization we've experienced, trauma is one of those things that can intercept all of that Mm. right where it's like oh I was raised this way but then this event happened to me and now I think a completely different way um and so looking at our life story I think is important when you are on a glowing and growing journey because it tells you who am I and why am I this way right and why do I view myself in this way because one thing that's so powerful about stories is what is the story we tell ourselves about ourselves? What is the narrative we string together about who we are, what we've been through and what has brought us to this point of our identity? Mm. And when you start to think about the story of yourself, not just the story of your life, but the story of how did you become the person you are, the way that you think, what have you been through? You then realize the things that you highlight and the things which you purposefully choose to omit. You know, the things that you don't, not that you don't accept it, but- you struggle to come to terms with the fact that this thing happened to you. Or even if you do come to terms with it, you now have to search through, okay, so then how does this thread continue through the story up until this point? And have we healed from that? Have Mm. we progressed from that? How have we progressed from that? Um, Or is this still a part of who we are? And I think sometimes the trauma that we carry, we still carry it even in our healed state, but the outlet or the manifestation of it becomes different Different. and it becomes beautifully different right which is a lot of the traumas we have been through is what has given us the wisdom which we now have so the trauma from say being eldest daughters and going through the various things that that entailed if you want to listen to like our stories on that you can go and listen to the two episodes we did where we were talking to our younger sisters individually but even thinking about that right those traumas haven't necessarily left us right it's just that the way that those wounds have now healed we can now use it for kind of show and tell Mm. where and and to to help people in the future so sometimes your traumas evolve into a beautiful state of drawing lessons from it and you wouldn't necessarily consider it trauma Mm. um at that point but it still is a form of trauma you know and and you well not the present time but it was a form of a trauma that is now being shown in a different light right but then there's the toxic ways we show our trauma which is potentially lashing out at people lashing out at ourselves addictions exactly all of that um self-sabotage you know even inflated sense of ego or Mm. like having Mm to um protect yourself so much to the point where you no longer trust people you no longer engage in community you've completely disassociated detached um and now you're paranoid even Mm. things like that are ways that negative ways that our trauma can manifest and all of these things impact our glowing and growing or our personal development journey because if we don't address how we perceive the world we won't figure out how to navigate it Mm. yeah that's good the bar bar for bar i try my best it's giving soundcloud rapper but top one <laughs> no i wouldn't be on soundcloud spotify straight yeah straight How shout out you? to soundcloud though. i love soundcloud yeah it's great yeah no i completely agree as you were speaking i was thinking of a metaphor of you know when you see like a a white cloth mm. or like a white sofa for mm. example and someone spills a glass of red wine yeah on it, and all of a sudden like the sofa is mad stained and the amount of effort and work that you have to do in order to remove this stain but also the fact that sometimes it takes several sessions of work to get that stain out that's how i see trauma trauma is 
oftentimes a stain on what was once. I'm not saying that everybody is perfect and everyone starts, you know, some people come out of the womb and yo, it's a stained tapestry already yeah. because of the environments that they enter into, yeah. right? But for all intents and purposes, trauma is like that red wine stain or that stain that we have to consciously do work and consciously have to apply effort to in order to remove. And yes, there may be, you know, the outline of the stain still, or there may be, um, some kind of like rubbing off that has occurred. So the, the actual material has deteriorated mm. a little bit, um, but it still stands and it's still a very beautiful and it's still a, a sofa or a tapestry or a cloth that has a lot of character. Yeah. So to me, trauma, I think exactly as you described it, right? The negative experiences, the one that we often associate with pain, um, psychological, emotional, um, mental, mm. physical abuse that deeply, deeply affect the way that we see the world, affect mm. the way that we navigate the world, affect the relationships that we're able to form with people, right? Um, I think of like attachment theory and how oftentimes trauma can contribute to some of our more negative attachment styles. Or I think about the, the fact that whilst we do have the five, six, whatever love languages, some of the long la the love languages that we actually require and need are a result of a deficit that we had either through caregiving mm. or through other... Um, areas and episodes mm. in our lives yeah so it's just very interesting to me to see and to know that trauma is something that can have such a detrimental impact on just everything Great. right it becomes a lens with which we see the world and i don't know about you but you know sometimes when you go to the opticians and they're like oh we're going to choose your new lens or whatever mm. you change your prescription and you have to go through the constant like switching of mm -hmm. the different lenses in order to see which one is right for you trauma feels like having the wrong lenses on for a sustained period of time mm. it's just so debilitating you can't see things are blurry it's annoying mm. and then when you finally start going through that process of healing it's like ah I feel like I can see again like oh my goodness like eyesight has been restored yeah. clarity and all that kind of good stuff and I think what's also kind of frustrating about trauma is the fact that whilst we often have this image of perfect progression from trauma right that it's an upward trajectory as soon as you've been pained or at least when you decide to overcome that pain sometimes we find ourselves regressing yeah and it would be great to hear, like, what are your thoughts on that regression, right? You mm. take two steps forward, but then you find yourself taking one step back. Or yeah. you're, for example, if you're caught in a, an addiction, and we actually did an episode all about addictions and yes. overcoming addiction. So please check that out if you haven't already. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself, you know, addicted to a substance, for example, if you find yourself in a cycle that you just seem to not be able to break, if you find yourself all of a sudden on a downward spiral mm. or even backsliding, for example, in our faith, how do you push through knowing you've made so much progress yeah. and then all of a sudden in a moment it's gone? Right. I think, first of all, it's not necessarily gone, mm -hmm. right? Just because you had a a moment or a, a, a night or whatever where you returned back to something which was a vice, which was, you know, a temptation um, and you fell again, doesn't mean you're not getting up a different person yeah, than the, yeah. the last time you fell, right? Or the person who started this, you know, developmental journey of breaking free from that in the first place you haven't necessarily undone all of your progress because you fell again because the person who's getting up was a person who did all of that progress Absolutely. you know up until that point and so you are equipped with different information you're equipped equipped now with another learning another piece of learning and another um situation to learn from which is what caused me to now fall again after all of that progress which I've made all of the learning all of the development all of the purging um all of the reframing all of that what caused me to now go back to this thing right was it a particular trigger was it um a new environment was it that something which I have never experienced before help, happened again, a different catalyst yeah. has happened again. Or was I reminded of something that I've been through again? Like really pinpoint what is it and take this as a learning curve, but don't see all of your hard work as unraveled to the point where you now have to go back to stage one. Like I know in things like AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, there is that like 12 step program yeah. where it's like, maybe you do need to go back to step yeah, one, yeah, right? But I do yeah. think that that's done with again community around you who is able to tell you okay cool like let's go on this journey again together but even with that there is still the hope that I can actually do this again if I got to step eight I got to step eight last mm. time so I can get to step eight again and I think it's important to view your trauma as 
it's never going to be a linear journey. It's never going to be straightforward. It's never, I was healed. I was unhealed and now I'm healed. You know, it's a constant progression. And with that being said, you have to allow yourself to know that sometimes it's something my sister said recently, and I even posted it on threads today where it's like to return back to a place isn't necessarily a sign of regression, Mm. right? If you're going back to a situation and it's still, brings up certain feelings it's not a sign that you have regressed in your personal development or regressed in your therapy journey or regressed it's that actually yes you are still hurt but now you have to control your response right you have to control what do you now do moving forward from this a true sign of regression would be i've fallen again i'm not getting up right right. that's regression right because before you are actually determined to move forward the sign of regression isn't the fall, it's the decisions you make after you fell, right? If you decide this is where I'm going to give up, then yeah, you've regressed. But if you decide, actually, we're going to get up again. And even if we're going to step one, we're still moving forward. Okay, cool. We're actually making progress, right? From this point. And so allow yourself, give yourself the grace. Firstly, forgive yourself, right? Forgive yourself for the fact that you were triggered. Forgive yourself for the fact that you were tempted. Forgive yourself for the fact that Yes, you had made all of this quote unquote progress and now you stumbled again. Forgive yourself because you're a human being. You're a person who is dealing with a complex past, a complex situation, and it's never going to be straightforward and it's never going to be easy. You're doing something hard. And so if you do end up faltering, it's okay. It's normal. It's okay. Like don't let any amount of therapy content or you know tweets that tell you just get healed and get therapy speak and spirit yeah all of that like all of those narratives don't let all of that remind or make you think or be deceived into thinking that you're not allowed to make mistakes or you're incapable of making mistakes and anyone is getting this whole therapy journey right they're not i can guarantee you everyone is (laughs) rehashing and having (laughs) to do everything 10 times before they get it perfect so forgive yourself the next thing is give yourself the grace to actually progress again Right. right allow yourself to go on this journey again do not see it as a waste of time do not see yourself as a waste of effort you are worth keeping going you are worth that seventh eighth 100th try right you are worth doing it again why because this is your life you actually have to live this thing and if something is causing you or if a particular trauma has caused you pain and you know that you don't want to live this with this pain anymore but you still want to live on then you have to allow yourself no you have to allow yourself to give yourself the grace and the the luxury that wasn't afforded to you or the care that wasn't, sorry, not the luxury, the care that wasn't afforded to you, which inflicted the trauma in the first place. You have to be the one to give it to yourself now. Mm. Give yourself that care. And and then the next thing is surround yourself with people. A therapist, uh, people in your, if it's a faith-based community, yeah. your family, if they're not toxic, um, friends. And if who they're can not speak, the source of your trauma. Yeah, exactly. Like, sometimes, child. They often are. Like, surround yourself with people who can handle going on this journey with you because it may be that another thing in your future may happen that may cause you to stumble again. But if there are other people around to catch you or other people around to speak into you or remind you and help you on this journey, you may not stay down for as long. And that's great. Like that's a really great place to be, to not have to do things on your own, which is oftentimes one of the biggest faux pas we make in approaching our healing journey. We go on it alone. We go on it as, oh, well, this is a me issue and I'm going to solve it by myself. Mm -hmm. no your trauma probably didn't happen on your own right so the same way it took other people's involvement to shatter you is going to take other people's involvement to fix you and I know your trauma has probably made you distrusting of people but there are people out there who generally who genuinely sorry care about your healing care about your well-being and you need to allow them in it may not be the people presently around you especially if your parents are or your family are the one who inflicted the trauma but there are people around you even if you find them online or you find you know exactly at first or you get a therapist you allow yourself to actually be surrounded by people who Mm. care Mm. about your progression and care about you healing don't go on this healing journey by yourself and maybe the reason why you have regress is because there's been nobody there to remind you that you can actually keep going right and you you you've got this basically yeah no i think 
a couple of things came to mind for me as you were speaking. I think it's so good that you emphasize the importance of community mm-hmm. in that fixing process. I think sometimes this whole accountability narrative that's often weaponized against women, right? It's the, you need to take accountability for all of the decisions. You are the gatekeeper of the family, the future. You need to be that self-serving um, person. You need to be that, like you just need to be. And oftentimes in order to be, we really do need materials from other people Mm -hmm. and as much as it will take time to find those people and identify those people that you actually need in order to build adequately it's worth doing especially if the kind of trauma that you experience shattered you so greatly like it really broke your heart there's probably people listening into this podcast that have had their hearts broken again and again and again and different contexts right whether it is environmental factors the fact that you've grown up with not that much or you've not grown up in an environment of love or you've been abandoned in some way or you just don't have the people in your life right now that are actively pouring into you and speaking that life into you it is worth going on that journey to actually find those people so that you can heal completely because I genuinely believe that you can't like you can be healed to an extent but that healing definitely comes in community and with other people around you now speaking to the point around regression it's so important to think big picture and to take a step back in like life thinking about let's say the average person lives like 80 years or whatnot you had a couple days you had a couple years had a couple months or whatever of bad luck where you know you actually regressed or you slipped up but if you take a back back step and really look at your timeline and your life and think about the consistency that you've been able to cultivate over that time you would find that the times that you regressed or the times that you that perceived regression was there versus the times that you were consistent night and day like I think sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for doing the work that is actually required and it's funny because women we see time and time again are the highest consumers of personal development content the highest consumers of um you know any kind of content or you know well-being related bits and pieces and that constitutes as work as well you're Mm. actively doing the work already Mm. even in listening to this podcast you are trying to do the work of how do I take the steps to get rid of or overcome this thing that has had so much power over me. And I also love that you touched on forgiveness because Mm. forgiveness is one of the most underutilized superpowers to freedom that we just do not like capitalize off of enough. There is nothing like having, like there is a bondage that comes when you don't forgive yourself or others. Mm -hmm. It is a stronghold. Sorry to come with that whole, well, not sorry to come with, sorry, not sorry to come with that whole Christian speak, Mm -hmm. Christianese speak. Um, But there is a stronghold that occurs when you don't forgive. And many of us think of, oh, but I need to forgive other people. But it's not just forgiving other people. You need to forgive yourself. You actually need to sit with yourself and say, you know what? Actually, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I flopped that one time, but you know what? I'm going to get up. Mm tomorrow Mm -hmm. or like I flopped this week I'm going to get up again and it's not even in the yes the consistency is important but it's also in that fighting spirit that warring spirit that really says you know what I'm going to continue to fight for my healing because oftentimes you won't win the battle of healing if you don't fight for it and I think sometimes we think of healing as something quite passive or something quite like nice and fun and pretty and yes it can be you can definitely have you know we've spoken about it in one of our pre previous um podcast episodes on you know self-care and being able to have the nice baths and the nice walks and those kind of things that you actually do which are fun and just great and sometimes necessary and sometimes necessary but they also do need to be partnered with the really uncomfortable stuff where you know you are journaling and maybe you're crying at 3 a.m in the the, you know the night maybe you are speaking to your friend and you're like yo i actually can't do this anymore Mm. and that's where your breakthrough comes oftentimes the breakthrough comes after you've allowed yourself to break Mm -hmm. so i think it's consciously leaning in to forgiving yourself, consciously leaning into community and consciously leaning into fighting for your healing, like fighting to become a whole person, fighting for the things that you believe that you deserve in this life because you deserve them. And the first person that needs to convince themselves of whether they deserve it or not is you. And there's nobody else that can do that work for you. We can be around you to, you know, encourage you, support you, plant a seed. But in order for that seed to grow, it requires cultivation. And that cultivation comes from you because we can't watch your seed 24 7 we can only support you with the planting Mm -hmm. we can occasionally water it here and there but that constant watch that constant warring that constant fighting needs to come from you um so yeah i think another i guess last area that i'd Mm -hmm. like to touch on as it pertains to trauma Mm -hmm. 
is how does one, con- like how do they balance the work of I'm glowing, I'm growing, I'm being that it girl, you know, I'm moving on with my life with that ongoing tension around healing. Like can they, can a woman still continue with her life, continue doing like great things, enter into a relationship, for example, you know, all of the stuff that we sometimes associate with like doing well in life. How do you balance that with overcoming trauma, especially if it's an ongoing journey? Mm. Because oftentimes, especially for women, there's this whole narrative of like, you need to be healed before you can access any of those things. Is that true? No. And if not, what's the thesis? How do we do this? (laughs) It's not true. Um, Just because you are not at your final stage or you're not perfect, doesn't mean that you cannot enjoy nice things Mm. it doesn't mean that you Mm -hmm. cannot be happy it doesn't mean that you cannot be celebrated um and it doesn't mean that you're not allowed to continue to journey because I think oftentimes when there's been a moment of trauma what those narratives can encourage us to believe is that we need to make a hard stop on life do not go anywhere or any do anything go to your therapist right now right that's all you need to do (laughs) you need to be in therapy right now it's like actually no life life goes on you know anyone who's in therapy can let you know in order to afford these sessions i need to go to work and this is the- I need to go to work. So whilst you're at work, why thing. not allow yourself to actually enjoy being at <laughs> she work? She said whilst you're at work. So whilst, no, no, no. Whilst you're at work, and even with that, right? Going to therapy is exhausting, yeah. right? So when you do come back, you're going to need a nap. You might need a bubble bath. I'll never forget my first therapy session. No, I came home me. and I slept for five hours no, in the middle me. of the day. She said, I, said I am exhausted. She said, we're releasing that energy right A hundred percent. And I think it's important to let, to allow yourself to create an environment where you are actually careful, not necessarily like pampered and this height of luxury, but you actually have care and well-being practices around you or people around you who can care for you whilst you are going on this very difficult often taxing journey of healing I think the more that we throw about therapy speak and all of the words and phrases Mm. and you know lovely quotables which we have gotten from this culture the more we can actually trivialize how hard of a journey therapy actually is. It's, hard, man. it's actually very difficult work. Like Jeez. obviously everyone's out here like, oh, just go to therapy, just go to therapy. Firstly, financially it can be draining this is the thing. and not Even very accessible. Exactly. Even it's not always accessible. Like the amount of financial investment that goes into therapy can be tough. And so a lot of us are even navigating our healing journey outside of having the professional counsel and the professional help. Good on on us, good on you for actually going out there and trying to listen to the podcast, watch the YouTube videos, read the books and trying to navigate this journey to some degree with your own um, inquisition and you actually taking initiative on it that's very very tough in itself and so allow yourself to actually rest Mm. and even that people tell you why are you resting you should it's not stop applying capitalistic hustle models to healing it's not a generative thing it's not something that is there yeah it's not something that is exists to now catapult you into a profitable Mm. future you know once you heal you're going to get the perfect partner once you heal it's it's basically an investment you're making into yourself to now have the perfect future it's not it's allowing you to have a very comfortable and safe present right allowing yourself to go into the environment of therapy is so that you can offload in the present Mm. even that is something that a lot of us need to be delivered from which is this obsession with perfecting ourselves for a future which hasn't happened yet you need to cater to the present you the person who probably even harmed you or abused you wasn't thinking about the future you when they did it Mm -hmm. they were thinking about their present selfish needs and even and i know that's like quite a brash way of putting it but i think there's a level of I wouldn't say selfishness, but a level of presentness and selfishness, which you need to employ during this time, which is I am working on myself for right now. And the person who I am and the person who I am right now is operating in several different spaces Mm -hmm. where 
most likely I'm still going to have to show up for people and I still want people to show up for me. And so it doesn't mean that I have to delay my gratification for after my therapy has ended because you may be on this therapy journey forever. You may even get to the stage where you're like, ah, I'm actually, the thing I came here for, I I think I've gotten it, but I still want to continue doing this because I think the outlet is great. And that whole healed, that whole idea that, oh, I need to be healed. I need to be perfect in order to unlock a blessing or unlock something. It's like, no, you actually don't Imperfect people are blessed every day. In fact, it is the most imperfect people that are genuinely the ones that are most blessed because it makes for a beautiful testimony. Exactly. And also it's a level of self-awareness, right? Right. Which, and I think it actually breeds beautiful relationships. Now I'm I'm not encouraging trauma bonding. I'm not encouraging you to go and find, you know, equally as broken people, let's make a Bonnie and Clyde narrative. What I am saying though, is oftentimes the people who are self-aware enough to know I'm currently on a journey of healing. I'm not fully, I'm not fully there, there. you know? are able to then find or or are searching for the language to express their dysfunctions, to express their bad habits, to express their um, inability to even express themselves, Mm. right? Like being aware enough to say, you know what? I actually don't know how to communicate too well. Can you have the patience for me? It's often the people who think they are healed, who go into relationships expecting to find perfect people, right? Expecting themselves to perform perfectly. And I think that, encourages a generation of people to think if you encounter a single red flag within a relationship that person needs some serious help and it's like no 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 no. we're all on journeys here which means along the way we are going to show some tendencies mm-hmm. or some behaviors mm-hmm. which are not optimal you know they're not they're not the best displays of our character but it doesn't mean throw the throw the baby out and the bathwater and, and give like, it up the thing is trauma isn't something that just starts and stops exactly you will experience, i hate to be the bearer of bad news but you will experience trauma in this lifetime exactly like, you may be on you know your healing journey over the course of like 10 years 20 years and then bam 25th year something happens Mm -hmm. something will happen there there are even some traumas that you can expect Mm -hmm. right when people around you that you love for example die i hate to be that morbid Mm -hmm. person but that in of itself is a trauma that is waiting to happen now that's one that we have like specific oversight on but it's not necessarily about just being healed but it's about developing the frameworks developing the consistencies and developing the ways in which you will be able to overcome trauma should it occur. Yeah. It's the, in essence, it's very important that you are prepared. Mm-hmm. Not that you should be any kind of like, um, you shouldn't be waiting on doomsday, mm-hmm. but really and truly it's about developing your character and your awareness of these things so that if they do and when they do happen, you're actually prepared. Exactly. Because again, nobody is perfect. And like, when we even think about like, obviously relationships is one example, but even in friendships, for example, there will be things that will rock your relationship. And it's not just about being healed, but it's also, will you go on that journey again of healing when a new trauma comes to shake this foundation? And that's why I think, especially in this particular era, people are getting relationships wrong. Mm The red flags, like they go in thinking, oh, you aren't healed or like you aren't doing this this way or like you're still being triggered by X, Y, Z. This is a red flag. And it's like, baby, there are some red flags that will only appear when you are 15 years deep. And it's like, what do you do then? Are you going to throw it in the towel? For some people, that's a yes. But for the majority of people, it's actually no. Yeah. It just requires that work. And I think it's that ongoing work, embracing yeah. overcoming trauma as ongoing work, as opposed to something that's signed, sealed and delivered the moment yeah. you decide to go to therapy, the moment that you decide, you know, whatever. Um, and it's actually being prepared to go through unconventional healing, especially if you don't have the resources accessible to you to do that work quickly, yeah. right? So for example, finance is a big thing for a lot of people where, Money I feel make, but I don't have the money to, you know, spend on therapy like this. There are some people that, you know, have the abundance enough to go to facilities and whatnot and stay there for like a month or six months and just, you know, be zen and overcome trauma. Not a lot of us have that opportunity to do that. Some of us can't even access therapy point blank period because mm. we don't have the money. That's where you have to start thinking about alternative means. That's where you have to start being creative about being dedicated to your healing. That's where you have to start, you know, obviously... You start by listening to podcasts like this, but then you go to other people that have expertise. One of my favorites, um, Courtney put me onto this, the places we find ourselves. Yeah, go and find yourself find there. Go and amazing. find yourself there. Excellent podcast. Yeah. Like Adam, I'm trying to be your friend. <laughs> 
Um, you already know. So um, what I would actually love for those that are listening, if you are on Spotify, whatever, um, come over to YouTube and drop a resource that's actually helped you in your healing journey. It might be a book. It might be a podcast. It might be something that you've seen, heard, whatever. Even if it's the Bible child, drop it. Mm -hmm. Drop us the, Mm -hmm. we need what? Scriptural reference. You just send it through. Right? You just send it through because we want to, not only we're not here, as I said at the beginning of this episode, to flag the torch, um, be the torchbearers of, you know, being healed and delivered and whatnot. We're here to cultivate a community of people that can lift each other up and support each other on this ongoing mm. journey. And in this ongoing journey, we need our best fighters and mm-hmm. our best fighters come with the best weapons. So whatever weaponry that you're using, whatever things you're reading, whatever things is helping you, even if it's a piece of advice, a quote, whatever it is, Drop it in the comments and really support a sister below. There's been so many times where sisters like looked at our comments and was like, oh man, this has really encouraged me. Or folks that are going through whatever and they've dropped in the comments and had a sister reach out to them. Please let's continue to cultivate that in this sisterhood. This is really about raising each other up. As Courtney said earlier, this is not a journey that we are intending to do alone. We're intending to do it in the numbers, the safety of numbers and in the safety of sisterhood. Mm -hmm. But sisters, our time is far spent. Sigh. (laughs) We are wishing you a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. And this is not the only touch point that you can have with us over the course of the week. Of course, you should come and follow us on our own glowing and growing journeys as we are navigating that thing called life. So you can come and follow the lady in the fiery red (laughs) over here on my left. It's giving melanin in bright colors. It's giving going on holiday soon. It's giving top me up tan. It's giving me Coco Loco. (laughs) you know them people that do too much when they're talking about like oh she's a melanin goddess Mm -hmm. um my lovely lady on the left of me at cd bartang and of course come and follow me over at renee kapuku we love to see it and make sure that you sign up to our mailing list to mysisters.com all you need to do is put in your email and we will send you weekly glowing and growing tips straight to your inbox all right and you also get perks like certain first access exclusive access to certain things so make sure that you have signed up to the mailing list because them girls are a priority winning always winning all right always winning but yes sis we hope and pray that you have a wonderful week ahead we pray that even in your healing journey of overcoming and just transforming we pray that there would be an ease this week and we also pray that there will be some destiny helpers to come and help you along with that Mm -hmm. alongside us but those in your real life until the next one sisters keep glowing and growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com